Welcome once again to Searching the Scriptures radio broadcast. I'm Pastor Travis Alltop, and it's always a privilege to be on the air with you and to have an open Bible before me and yet another opportunity to expound this blessed old book. On this program, we always invite the listening audience to open your Bible and follow along with us so that you might see what the Bible actually says. Don't take my word for anything. Get that Bible open and check me out. That's why God gave you the Bible that you might know what he had to say and you might be able to identify when someone is uh, telling you the truth or is part of the PTL club, which stands for pulling the leg. And so on this program, we want to show you what the Bible actually says, not merely what it's presumed to teach. So as always, we invite you to get your Bible open and follow along with us. Now this week, I'm going to be in John chapter 13. We're going to look at the narrative of Jesus Christ here as he washes his disciples' feet and uh, talk a little bit about that and then make uh, uh, application to a great picture, a great typology that is discovered here upon closer examination when you look at the text. And so the Bible is full of pictures and types. That's one of the gl- most glorious things of the Word of God is a simple narrative of a historical thing. In other words, Jesus Christ, the, the, the Holy Ghost had John write about this event where Jesus Christ, after the supper, gets down and begins to wash the disciples' feet. And, of course, uh, this narrative takes on a a whole new thought when you begin to look at all of the elements involved and the types and the pictures that the Bible uh, unveils for you. This book is multi-layered. You'll never get to the end of it. It is rich, it is rich, it is rich. I heard one preacher say one time that the Bible is shallow enough that a little child can play uh, in it and get a blessing. And it's deep enough to drown the greatest scholar that you've ever heard preach. It's deep enough to put him to uh, put him out of business. This is a deep book. This is the book of God, and we ought to treat it as such. I thank God to have a copy. Do you have a copy? If you don't, call us. We'll send you one. But listen, this book is available uh, all over the country. It's in uh, the dollar stores, the Walmart bookshelves. You can find, you can still find an authorized version King James Bible. My advice to you is to get one and start reading it. It'll do you good. Now, this week, John chapter 13, begin reading with me here in verse 3. The Scripture says, John chapter 13, verse 3, the Scripture says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. And so we have here the washing of the disciples' feet. And of course, some people still practice this in local churches. And I certainly would not make fun of that practice, although I will be quick to point out, according to verse 15, Jesus said this thing that he did. He goes, I have given you not an ordinance, but rather I have given you an example. The example that's recorded here is the Lord God Almighty, God manifest in the flesh, the Lamb of God, the Son of God, got down and did a menial household servant uh, kind of a task. He is setting an example for his followers and for Christians to get a hold of, and that is the greatest thing you can do for Jesus Christ is to honestly, truly serve others. That's a huge part of ministering for Jesus Christ is being a blessing to others. Now, of course, as we're being a blessing, our job is to be preaching the gospel. You cannot separate proclaiming uh, Jesus Christ uh, from serving humanity. 
The greatest way you can serve humanity is to be sure to give them a shot at the truth. But listen, our job, especially among other believers and the world around us, the scripture says it this way, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each other esteem better, let, excuse me, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, listen, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ said that the greatest in his uh, kingdom would be those who served. He said of himself, he says, the son of man came not to minister, to be ministered to, but rather to minister. And so the greatest servants or the greatest Christians that you know are the ones who are true servants. You show me a sour Christian, a bitter Christian, a depressed Christian, and 90% of the time I will show you someone who is consumed with self. That's all they think about is themselves. And therefore, they never see an opportunity to minister. They never actually serve anybody, and they are unhappy. But if you want to be a happy, fulfilled, joyous, and victorious Christian, start looking for ways to be a blessing to somebody else. Look on the things of others and forget yourself. In fact, if you're going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, it says, let him die to self and take up his cross daily and follow me, is what Jesus said. And here he sets the example. And he gets down and he washes these disciples' feet, all 12 of them, even Judas. Now, verse 6, then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, what I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. So you notice that at that moment, Peter didn't even understand the full uh, magnitude of what actually Jesus Christ was illustrating to him that time. He said, what I'm doing right now, you don't understand now. You will later. Verse 7, I'm sorry, verse 8, Peter saith unto him, thou shalt never wash my feet. Now that's typical of Peter. Peter is always quick to say what's in his mind and on his heart. And he just lets out with it. He said, Lord, you're going to wash my feet. He says, well, you don't understand what I'm doing now, Peter, but you will hereafter. He said, you're never going to wash my feet. I will never allow you to do such a humiliating work as getting down and washing my feet. And here's what the Lord said to him. He said, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Now watch Peter adjust his beliefs rather quickly. You got to commend him for that. The Lord said, look, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Now watch closely. Jesus saith to him, he that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore, he said, ye are not all clean. Of course, that's a reference uh, to Judas Iscariot, who never was a true believer. Jesus said of Judas Iscariot that he was, quote, a devil, John chapter 6, verses 70 and 71. And so here's 11 men of the 12 who had already been washed some way or another. Because notice in verse 10, Jesus said to him, he that is washed needeth not to wash, save his feet. In other words, the only thing you need washed, Peter, are your feet. And he said, if I don't wash your feet, then you have no part with me. Well, listen to me. There's a great picture here that all of us Christians need to get a hold of. There is a washing that we need, but these people who needed a washing just needed their feet washed. He says, he that is washed need not 
to wash, save his feet. So it's just a foot washing that we need. There's a picture here that we need to get a hold of. First of all, he references Peter and these other disciples other than Judas as having already been washed some way. Well, you know what that's a picture of? The divine washing is nothing more than the new birth itself. In fact, the new birth is, re- is defined as regeneration in Titus chapter 3, verse 5, which says this, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according, but according to his mercy, he saved us, listen, by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Listen, regeneration washes a man. What are we washed in? We are washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, according to Revelation chapter 1, verse 5. This washing is an eternal washing. The Bible says much more than being now justified by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. A man doesn't get born again and again and again. A man is born again once, just like you're born physically once. A man is regenerated once by the Spirit of God when he believes on the Lord Jesus Christ and puts his faith in what Jesus Christ did for him on Calvary's cross. Do you understand that? That's an eternal washing, a divine washing. That's why the Lord Jesus looked at Simon Peter and he says, He that is washed. What's the washing? Running cross-references. It's nothing more than the washing of regeneration, the new birth that saves a man and makes him a son. Oh, but listen, even after this washing of regeneration, there is not only that divine washing of regeneration, but listen, there's a daily washing that our feet need. Do you know why? God is concerned with his children's walk in this world. And you know what gets dirty? Our walk gets dirty. Why, consider what the Apostle Paul, the Apostle to the church, the Apostle to the Gentiles, think of these verses that he gives us throughout the New Testament. This is written to save people, people who've been washed with the washing of regeneration. God is still concerned with our feet and our walk. Listen to these verses. We also should walk in newness of life. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. It says, let us walk honestly. It says that we uh, are to walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. And walk in love, he says, as Christ also hath loved us. Walk as children of light. See then that you walk circumspectly, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Walk in wisdom. Walk worthy of God, the Bible says. And it talks about how you ought to walk and to please God. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. And this is love, that you walk after his commandments. Third John 4 says, walk in truth. Obviously, the walk is a reference to our lifestyle, our attitudes, and our deeds. It is our feet that need this special daily washing because it is our feet that take us out of the way and our walk needs to be cleansed. Notice that he warned Peter, he said, If I wash not your feet, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. What's that talking about? Well, if you run the cross-references, you find the word part means fellowship many times. For an example, in Luke chapter 10, you have Mary and Martha. Martha comes in and Mary is seated at the feet of Jesus Christ. And she says, 
tell my sister, basically, she said, come out here and help me because, uh, you know, I'm slaving around here. And you remember what Jesus said to Martha? He says, Martha, Martha, thou art cumbered and troubled about many things, cumbered with much serving, troubled about many things. He says, but Mary, listen, hath chosen that good part. Do you know what she was doing? She was fellowshipping with Jesus Christ. That's what part means. Why, in 2 Corinthians 6.15, the Scripture says, What concord hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? It's defined as fellowship. When it says, What concord hath Christ with Belial? Do you know what the word concord means? Well, it's interchangeable with that word part. But the word concord means to be in agreement with another person, union in opinions, sentiments, or views, peace and harmony between parties. That's why the Bible says, Shall uh, how can it says shall uh, two walk together except they be agreed? Notice that the only way to walk with Jesus Christ is to have fellowship with Him. That's why we're warned about our walk. It's a picture of our feet taking us out of the way, and if the if our feet take us out of the way, we need daily to have a cleansing in the water of the Word. Do you know why? Because if we don't walk the way the Lord would have us to walk, we're out of fellowship with him. We have no part with him. And so Jesus Christ gets down and he washes the disciples' feet. There's three things I want you to get from this picture. You know what we need to be washed in? We need to be washed in the water of the word. So number one, if you're going to have a good foot washing, there has to be inspiration. And I'm talking about the Bible. That basin full of water is a picture of the word of God. The Bible says how that Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, listen, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. The washing of the water by the word means that this book, that water in that basin that Jesus Christ applied to the feet of the disciples is a picture of the word of God that we need to be in daily. You know what the Bible says in Acts 17 verse 11? It says that the these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures, how often? Daily, whether these things were so. Listen, you know what you need? You need a daily dip in the water of the word. You need to put your feet down there in that clear, pure water and let it purify your feet and it will correct and direct you. Amen and amen. You say, I'm saved I know where I'm going when I die. Praise the Lord. He that is washed needeth not wash, save his feet. I don't care if you are, if you have been washed with the washing of regeneration, my friend, you still, according to Jesus Christ, need to have your feet washed. And the only way to get a good foot washing in this picture right here is in the washing of the water of the word. That Bible will open up to you what you need. You need to expose yourself to this book. You need to expose yourself to preaching. You need to spend daily time every day in the word of God to allow it to cleanse you and to cleanse your feet. Listen, they tell of the story of an old uh, grandpa there somewhere in, the, uh, in a village many years ago, and he had a little five-year-old grandson. And that old grandpa had a wicker basket sitting next to his chair that he kept coal in. During the winter, they would burn coal. And uh, this basket, he needed it cleansed. So he gave that basket to his little boy, his grandson, and he told him, he said, I want you to take this wicker basket. You take it down to the river. And he said, I want you to fill it up and bring me back a basket full of water. And that little grandson of his, not knowing any better, went off on the errand. 
and he would dip that basket, that wicker basket down in the flowing waters of that river and he'd bring it up and he'd go running up toward the house where his grandpa was at and he'd look down and all the water had run out of it and he didn't have a basket full. So he'd go back a second time and he'd drag it through that water and get a basket full and boy, he'd go running trying to get it back to his grandpa. He did that four or five times and of course every time the water drained right out of it and he finally came back to his grandpa with that basket and he was so discouraged that he couldn't do what his grandpa asked him to do. And he handed him that dripping basket and he said, Grandpa, I just can't get the water to stay in here. He said, every time I fill it full, it just, it leaks out and I, I can't bring you a basket full of water, Grandpa, and I'm sorry. That old grandpa looked at him and smiled and then looked down at that clean, fresh basket. Ah, oh, do you see? You know what you need? You need to dip your feet in the water of the word of God every day. And just keep dipping your feet in there, getting your heart in there. And you know what it'll do? It'll keep you walking straight. It'll keep your feet clean. It'll wash your feet. You need inspiration. You need the water of the word. You know what the Bible says about sinful mankind? It likens us in Job chapter 11, verse 12, to wild asses. And you know something I've learned about wild asses and donkeys and jackasses? They hate water. I read Sam Watkins' old book, Company H, talking about the Civil War. And he told about how one time he uh, was able to get an old wild jackass and he bridled that thing with a rope and was uh, allowing that thing to pack his stuff around when he was in the Army of the Tennessee. And he got down to a river and tried to cross it. And that old stubborn uh, mule, that thing would not, that donkey would not cross that water. He said, I yanked, I pulled. He goes, I took a two before and beat that thing in the head, but it would not cross that water. And you know what I find when the Bible likens men to something, there's usually some quality of whether it's an animal or whatever it's likened to. It likens us to a wild ass, Job eleven twelve. And you know what I've watched people do? They will not cross that water of the word of God. There are people that claim to love God and believe the Bible, but they couldn't set for four Sundays in a row in a church that really preached the Bible if their life depended on it. Do you know why? Jackasses are stubborn, and they avoid the water at all cost. But I'm telling you, the picture here in John 13 is that you need a daily washing of your feet so that you might walk in fellowship with Jesus Christ. Number two, let me make this application. Not only do you need inspiration, that's the, the basin of water, but you need meditation. Now, what am I talking about? Well, these disciples, before the Lord could get down and wash their feet, had to sit down. And you know why many Christians never get a good foot washing in the water of the word? Because they will not take time daily. Their priorities are, are messed up. Their, their life is full of busyness. Their life is full of the temporal cares of this life and the word of God is choked out of their life. And they will not sit down long enough to get those feet cleaned. I didn't say you weren't saved. Remember, the divine washing is the washing of regeneration. That's being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. That's knowing Jesus Christ. But no, we're not talking about the divine washing of the new birth. We're talking about the daily washing of the water by the word. This meditation is needed in order for you to get a foot washing. These disciples had to sit down. They had to sit down in order for the Lord to come and wash their feet. And the picture for us today is you need to take time and spend time daily in the word of God. You know what the scripture says? 
Proverbs 19, uh, chapter 19, verse 2 says this, He that hasteth with his feet sinneth. Isn't that interesting? He that hasteth with his feet sinneth. Do you know why? You're rushing around day to day, worried about temporal things that really in the long run don't amount to a hill of beans, and you are missing your daily foot washing in the Word of God because you'll not stop long enough to meditate in the Word of God. And the Bible says this in Psalm 1-1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Notice, that, notice the word again, walk, has to do with your feet. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Listen, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Notice that he meditates in the law day and night. See, that's slowing down long enough to get in the word of God and allow that book to get a hold of you. You remember what Mary had done? I referred to her earlier. She had sat down. Now there was, she had sat down at the Lord's feet. There was work to be done and Martha was, boy, she was going after it like fighting fire and was upset that Mary was Slowing down in her eye, her eyes. Oh, but listen, Mary, Jesus Christ, had, had chosen that good part. She had settled down and was sitting at the master's feet. And I'm telling you, friend, you can sit at the master's feet every morning if you'll get up and carve you out 30 minutes every day and make this book a priority and get those feet washed and get that mindset right so you can go out into a world that's dirty and walk with clean feet. And when you come home in the evening, you'll need time in the Word of God. Why? Dirty feet. You need a daily washing in the Word of God. Hey, you know what I found out as a pastor? I, my time, if I'm not careful, will be eaten up with a thousand trivial responsibilities. And I know that in all labor there is profit. But I'm telling you, I have found it as a preacher, my first and main priority is to make sure my heart and my feet are clean. And I need to spend time on that book so when I stand behind that pulpit, I'm not wasting people's time by getting up and regurgitating some leftover sermon that I got off the Internet. No, a preacher needs to be freed up and to spend daily time meditating in the Word of God so that he might have something to say worthwhile. Amen and amen. Listen, meditation has to do with you slowing down long enough. You know what? I preach oftentimes people misunderstand the preaching and the goal of what I'm preaching. But I, one of the things that I talk about that gets misunderstood, I get ridiculed by other preachers and by the average American Christian. When I preach against the modern day technology and things like Facebook and, and texting and all of this stuff and these iPhone 12s and whatever else is out there, Twitter and Snapchat and all of these things that people spend all their time on. Listen, uh, I understand that technology has been a benefit in many ways to men. I get that. And I understand that technology is not going to go away. And I'm not trying to make it. But what I am trying to warn Christians is you're spending all your time with your nose in your Facebook and you spend no time at all every day with your face in God's book and you're suffering for it and your walk with Jesus Christ suffers for it and nothing on that Facebook and on your, tech, your, your phone and all that stuff that you spend all your time messing with has helped you along with Jesus Christ. That's the point. 
and there's nobody that's going to be able to disprove what I just said. I mean, has your time on Facebook, listen, you know what it mostly does? It keeps you updated on all the latest gossip and about trivial information that absolutely means that you didn't even need to know about. But I'll tell you what, there's things you, you need to know about that's recorded in this old book, but you're going to have to spend time every day in it. Meditation. You want a good foot washing? You got to get a water, a basin full of water. That represents inspiration. That's the book. And then you've got to sit down in a chair somewhere. That means you have to stop running around, racing around uh, with uh, the speed of this life. And you need to settle down and then you need meditation. That's sitting down and spending time in the book every day. But then it goes a little bit deeper than that. Notice what it says in verse 5. It says, after he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, it says he wiped them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Not only do you need inspiration, that's the water, the book. Not only do you need meditation, that's slowing down and sitting down so that you can spend time in the water of the word. But number three, you need application and you need Jesus Christ to make the application. Listen, he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. In other words, it was Jesus Christ who applied the water. It was Jesus Christ who wiped their feet off. You need to spend time in the word and be sure to make proper application to your own feet. You know something I found? I found many Christians are worried about the feet of others. Boy, we're professionals at spotting dirty feet in the, uh, under the pews, uh, other pews. But how about the dirty feet that belong to us? You need to allow the Lord to apply the water of the word to your feet, make proper application. The Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 9, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed therewith. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed to what's written, taking heed thereto according to to thy word. There has to be application. You know, many times you'll send your toddlers, if you've ever had little ones in your home, you send them off to wash their hands and you have to, when they come out of the bathroom, you say, let me smell your hands. Sometimes they come out and they've uh, lied to you. They've gone in there and turned the water on and messed around in the water, but they didn't really apply the water or the soap and they didn't spend any time uh, applying it to themselves, washing it off and drying their hands. And that's the way most Christians are. They choke down a proverb every morning, but they never see their own reflection. They never meditate long enough to make a proper application. And listen, you've got to apply it. You say, well, preacher, that Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, to which I'd say a hearty amen. But you won't even know what sins you have to confess until you've spent time in the word of God meditating and then applying what that book says. Oh, listen, you need to spend time in the book. He said this, John uh, chapter 15, after the Lord had made application and preached to them, after he had wiped their feet with that towel, he says, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Thank God for the daily washing that is available in the word of God. Christian friend, get back in the book. And when you read that Bible, make proper application. An old preacher by the name of A.W. Tozer says this, an honest man with an open Bible and a pad and a pencil is sure to find out what is wrong with him very quickly. He says, I recommend the self-examination be made on your knees, rising to obey God's commandments 
as they are revealed to us from the Word of God. There is nothing romantic or colorful about this plain, downright way of dealing with ourselves, but it gets the job done. And I say to A.W. Tozier, amen and amen. When was the last time you sat down for a good foot washing and allowed the Lord to make proper application of the water of his word? May God help you to get in fellowship with him and walk with him daily in the word of God. Until next week, may the Lord bless you as you serve him.